And we have also a question from Alan. He asks us, um, do you think making the designs open source will help the progress in this area? Yeah. So the question is open source designs. No, I don't think it's very helpful. Um, I think, so there's two pieces to it. Number one, the supply chain and the manufacturing and the assembly is super hard and it takes an organization, it takes a lot of people to do that. Um, mm. Even if it's a relatively simple design and straightforward for people to build, like um, MIT uh, Mini Cheetah, uh, Songbae Kim's group, uh, that thing is really impressive. I love it. Uh, it's a wonderful design and it's really effective. Uh, for most groups though, they would rather just buy one for a thousand or two thousand or I don't know how much money it costs, but a few thousand dollars. They would rather just buy one and have it than have to go find the machine shop and find the components and figure out how to assemble it, build it themselves. Uh, open source does mean that, you know, there are companies that will sell it to you for very low cost, but it also means that whoever designs it has to be volunteering to do it. So, you know, the latest, I don't know, Mustang Mach-E or, or Tesla model, you know, model three or that sort of thing is only enabled because you buy it, because you pay money for it. That allows the, it's the flywheel. It supports the continued development of the engineers that are able to build that. And that's a really powerful driver of progress. Um, open source absolutely has its place uh, and it absolutely can be a driver for innovation and, and sharing. Um, but usually for things that, you know, individuals or small teams can build off of quickly and easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, so, I hope what is more useful is having a good source where you can uh, buy these things like Agility Robotics has been selling the Cassie robots and now the Digit robots to academic communities as well as to uh, commercial customers uh, and having, a, you know, a generation of PhD students coming up that have that piece of effective and reliable hardware to then develop their own ideas on for controls, um, I, I believe is having an impact. We're really proud of that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I'm curious in that case, do you, why do you think the cost of volatile in general is still expensive? How we can reduce the cost maybe in the long term? Do you- A volume, <laughs> just volume. Like once we're able to make a thousand robots, 10,000 robots for, you know, uh, spreading out into the logistics industry and, and moving packages and things like that, the cost the costs just start to plummet. There's a, a very, very, very high overhead in terms of doing the engineering and getting the supply chain in place to be able to achieve that. Um, and that's how you get the cost down. I mean, there's really no reason why, uh, you know, the digit robot, it, it's not, it's not exotic in how it's being manufactured. It's mm -hmm. along the lines of an electric motorcycle in terms of, you know, maybe add another, add a laptop to it, you know, a little 